welcome to a very special first ever crossover episode of Double Oz 7 and the Oz Network. That's right, we have now branched out to the Ben Waterworth, Colin Hilding extended universe, <laughs> and we're doing two shows at one time. So if you are a listener to Double Oz 7, welcome to James Bond Jr., The Beginning. And if you're a listener to the Oz Network, welcome to James Bond Jr., The Beginning on Random Rewatch Tuesday. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll basically be covering the same episode, but you just heard a different theme song depending on which feed you're listening to. <laughs> and if you are a fan of Double Oz 7, you can listen to us on the Oz Network where we talk about more than Bond. And if you're a fan of the Oz Network and you've always wanted to hear us talk about James Bond, we apologize that we're kicking it off with this <laughs> and tune into Double Oz 7 to hear about the good stuff. Let's get into this very short episode of Double Oz 7 and the Oz Network. My name is Hilding, Colin Hilding Jr. And my name is Ben, and ugh, sounds Yakola. <laughs> that is the peak oh. quote of James Bond yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> um, so let's give a little bit of context here. When we first started the Oz Network, or sorry, not the Oz Network, Double Oz 7, which is our James Bond podcast, if you're listening to the Oz Network, <laughs> this is how I'm padding the episode, Ben, by the way. Um, you know, we talked about, oh, yeah, we're eventually going to run out of the movies. What do we want to do after that? And we had this plan. It's like, oh, we can cover, you know, things that are like James Bond, like Austin Powers or other spy movies, Mission Impossibles. We can do just movies of Sean Connery, Roger Moore. I'm like, we could do James Bond Jr. <laughs> Um, and now we're finally here. Yay. And for listeners of the <laughs> Oz Network, uh, we do, of course, Rossi and I do uh, random rewatch Tuesdays, and occasionally other people join in, like Jamie, or in this case, Ben. And we just pick a random episode of any TV show, kind of goes from one host to the other each week. And I kind of wanted to do a Double Oz 7 episode, and I'm like, well, let's just use this excuse and we'll do it for random rewatch Tuesday, because... I've got newborn twins and a three-year-old who's a handful and a wife that's a handful. And <laughs> I had to take the afternoon off to see John Wick 3 by myself because of all the stress. So let's just kill two birds with one stone here and get our uh, biannual 007 episode out. <laughs> and our uh, supposed to be weekly random rewatch episode. But we're finally here. James Bond Jr. Uh, my history with this is I think I mentioned before I had maybe seen one or two episodes of the animated show uh, when I was a kid. And I remember one year at Christmas, I had got a couple of stocking stuffers, which were action figures. One was a James Bond Jr. action figure, and one was what I think was the Fat Jaws uh, <laughs> action figure. And that's all I knew about James Bond Jr. And a couple of years ago, uh, I think I watched a little bit of it on YouTube. But really remembered not much about the show other than the theme song and uh, the overall look of the characters just because I remember from my action figures. And now we get to watch this and see uh, the greatness of Michael G. Wilson and what he was able to bring us during the downtime between Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Ben, do you have any history with this? Uh, <laughs> does it go back about one hour? Oh, God. Um, I actually do vaguely remember as a kid seeing this, whether it was on... Saturday morning or afternoon from school. And I'm pretty sure we 
rented the video game for Super Nintendo at some point because it had the words James Bond on it. So I was like, oh, yeah, pretty cool. But realistically watching this, nothing really kind of like hits me in the memory nerve of going like, oh, I remember this because this is just, I don't know what this is. Um, it's it's cute that they've attempted something, <laughs> but were kids' shows really this bad in the early 90s? Like, I mean, I remember them being good, but maybe there was a reason this one didn't stand out that I watched, because compared to what I actually did watch as a kid, it wasn't this. But, I mean, this would never last a day. Jesus, kids are smarter nowadays, no. aren't they? <laughs> Ah, I don't know if they're smarter. Um, <laughs> You've got kids. But... Are they smart? <laughs> uh, I don't. Mine wouldn't watch James Bond Jr. I can tell that. <laughs> I should test it out. We'll get Casper on for a review. Uh, here, here's the thing. I thought the exact same thing you did. This animated series would never happen to me. But part of that is because this is what like the 80s and 90s was all about. Anytime there's a movie, they made an animated show out of it. Uh, and that kind of ended around the mid to late 90s because i remember there was like a an ace ventura animated series a mask animated series i think mm-hmm. there was even a dumb and dumber animated there was, series there was uh yeah and we of course talked about on the oz network uh on our godzilla 1998 recap the godzilla animated series that came after that uh and then it kind of died and i don't think they did a lot of animated shows based on it but i've had a lot of fun over the years going through YouTube or Netflix or Amazon Prime or something like that and uh, finding these old animated TV series for movies that should never have had an animated TV show. Like, I found Teen Wolf, the animated series. <laughs> um, the Toxic Avenger, the animated series. So let's take an R-rated Roger Corman horror comedy and make an animated show for kids out of it the best was the rambo animated series the most bloody violent action franchise ever made and they made an animated show for kids out of it was there a dirty and dancing is... animated kids tv series? oh thank god let's hope so because <laughs> <laughs> we're covering it next week they finally work out that baby wasn't put in a corner so it... <laughs> it's only done to retcon the stupidest quote in movie history yeah, we should come up with like our, our greatest animated series that never were. You know, the room. Like I want to see the, the room. The animated series you won. Not even. I don't even think about that. Come on. No. <laughs> oh, let's make it happen. You can literally. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. You actually have Lisa tearing him apart, like in little pieces. Are we still doing our one-year oh, anniversary of our room recap at some point this year? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We have to do it. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, I think this was kind of in the middle. You know, it, it, they were very popular in the 80s, uh, so much so that every show had it. And then in the 90s, there was still a little bit. And then I think by the late 90s, it was gone. But this, it really did, I guess, serve two purposes because uh, there was the whole – I don't know what the legal holdup uh, was for the James Bond movies in between License to Kill in 89 and then Goldeneye in 1995. But I was shocked. It wasn't until after I watched this episode that I realized that this was produced by Eon Productions. Michael G. Wilson developed this show. He's the one who created it. You know, Michael G. Wilson, of course, for people who are not, you know, listeners of 007 or huge James Bond fans – 
Uh, this was the the guy who was handed the James Bond movies. I mean, his stepfather uh, was um, uh, Cubby Broccoli, who, of course, produced all the original Bond movies. And Michael G. Wilson's like, well, let's do James Bond Jr. And I don't know if it was just a way to keep James Bond out there because, I mean, six years is a huge gap, especially when you're coming off of License to Kill that really was not well-received and you know, barely was seen by anybody until you're ready to come back with Goldeneye. So interesting idea of what they did. Um, for whatever reason, I remember James Bond Jr. as being American, like the, the kid had an American accent, but he doesn't as British. And I almost feel like this show is would be insulting to all the British James Bond fans because it's like the most over-the-top snooty British accents ever. Uh, like James Bond Jr.'s voice himself is just ridiculous. And then you get, what's his name, like um, uh, Stevie Snootwater or something? <laughs> the, the bully guy? <laughs> Yeah, that's Stevie Snootwater. That's exactly his name. Yeah. <laughs> that's his name from now on. Stevie There's Snootwater. our name of the episode. Stevie Snootwater. Stevie Snootwater. <laughs> Done. Uh, but yeah, it's just... It, it, nothing about it feels James Bond. It's funny because they just cram so much into this show to make it James Bond-like. With There's Q and then there's IQ. There's Felix Leiter, and then there's Dopey Leiter, or whatever his name Gordo. is. <laughs> Gordo Leiter. <laughs> um, and then there's, you know, the, the car, and Jaws, uh, and constant references to James Bond. But, like, it's just bizarre, because it's not even a spy... There's no reason this should be a spy show. Like, I also remember this being that they were at some type of spy academy, and it's not; it's just a regular prep school <laughs> where everybody from the spy world kids go to. I don't know. It, it's 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 a really strange show, and it it did not feel James Bond like, despite them cramming everything they could get James Bond in here. Is so is James Bond Junior. Christoph Waltz's son? Like, if it's his nephew? Like, is this kind of what <laughs> they're trying to imply now that they're brothers? Like, I just. I don't know. Um, well, it's odd. Yeah, continuity. I mean, this is incredibly odd. And uh, why wouldn't you just create a James Bond animated series? Why does it have to be James Bond Jr.? Like it, you, yeah, you, exactly. And, I mean, again, I can see what they're trying to do. And I I, I feel it's a different time. It kind of it works differently. But it's, it's just every five seconds, it's like... Hello, who are you? Oh, I'm Boothroyd. Oh, IQ son. Uh, whatever it is, like, there's always a connection to everyone. Grandson, thank you. Um, like, and it, if this is really a thing, like, let's send all the up and coming spies to one place. Like, how dumb a what are they scum or <laughs> poor yeah, man scum. Spectre? <laughs> Um, just blow the building up, and then you just kill all the future spies of the world in one go. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a reason why the royal family doesn't fly together because, like, you could shoot them all down, and then like the fifteenth in line to the throne would be king. Like, they just don't do things like that. So, um, I, I mean, I'm just I'm in shock that this is a thing. <laughs> it's like. I feel as though such a James Bond fan throughout my entire life, knowing that this was a thing, ignoring it, and then having seen it, it's like, you know, I'm kind of glad that it's not something I've ever focused my life on because it's just so strange. It's so strange. I, I... Do, you, do you think anybody out there has focused their life? Like, I want. I know there's people who will watch like every episode of animated series. You know, for some of those classic ones, like. Um, 
you know, the 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 Ghostbusters TV show or Inspector Gadget. I don't know if you're familiar with these shows. Yeah, but these are the ones yeah. that I grew up watching. Uh, there is one that I can say, even as an adult, I watched the entire series, and that was Astro Boy, mm. uh, which was like my number one as a kid. But I don't know if there's even any kids who watch the 65 episodes of this show exist. Were there any kids tuning in 65 weeks in a row for James Bond Jr.? I mean, I'm looking here. There's a, a few podcasts have covered. I don't know if they've watched every single episode, but <laughs> they've kind of at least done a recap of it. I know there was another James Bond sort of YouTube channel, which I sort of discovered had done one. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I mean, I'm the same as you. I would definitely have animated shows as a kid, which you know, I loved and I'm sure I could still go back and watch now. And I mean, like, for example, like, a lot of Nickelodeon shows in the mid nineties, when they were released on DVD, I, I went out of my way to buy our real monsters, cat dog, you know, they were, they were shows that I loved. I would watch them any day of the week, angry beavers, you know, Rocco's modern life, Rugrats. They were shows that were just my childhood. And every time I've managed to see them now that I've grown up, well, sort of, um, I enjoy them. <laughs> but like, this is one of these ones that I feel that like I would have been four. I think when this episode aired, um, dumb Ben at four might have, oh, look at that, flashing lights and shit. But, like, now I just would go, what was I on? I was four, probably breast milk. I don't know, probably not breast milk. That's a bit old. (laughs) You breastfed that long? Explain so much about you. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just... uh, And this is not our way of saying we will become the first podcast to recap every single one of these episodes, because I think I would quit after, like, three. (laughs) (laughs) Noah quit, and we just said we were doing it. Exactly. And, I mean, he would have hated this with this snooty British over-the-top accent. Hello, (laughs) I'm Stevie Snotwater. Um... Darkwing Duck. Did you ever get Darkwing Duck? Darkwing Duck, yes. Uh, that yes. was a good show. I would do every episode of Darkwing well, Duck there was, in a second. But there were so many of those, not like, um, they, they were really dark, like Darkwing Duck, Duck, but like, um, was it uh, Gargoyles? You remember Gargoyles? Gargoyles, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what was it? It wasn't really dark, but it was kind of the spin-off of the Jungle Book. Um, the flight, was it Flight Tail? Flight, there was like Baloo. He had like, oh, Tailspin. Tailspin, thank you. Tailspin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um... I mean, some of them are great. I remember Animaniacs was fantastic because I used to love Pinky in the Brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like, it was just so, like, it was very adult, some of what they actually did. My dad actually caught me watching, well, caught me, it's not like it was a bad thing, but like, he saw me watching Pinky in the Brain <laughs> when I was little. And my dad was glued to Pinky in the Brain. Like, my dad to this day will still quote Pinky in the Brain and be like, you know, I think so, Brain, but why would anyone watch a Pierce Brosnan? Uh, <laughs> so I just got a visual of you getting caught watching Pinky and the Brain. Ben, Ben, what are you doing there? Nothing, nothing. Why is the door locked? Open the door. Just, just, just. It's okay. I'll be out in a minute. Ben, <gasps> Pinky the Brain. Look away. Look away, Dad. Zip your Don't pants look at up. Me. Don't look me in the eyes. <laughs> I'm ashamed that you're my son. <laughs> you're gonna go blind watching that kid. <laughs> You're going to grow hair on your palms. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I can't wait to introduce these shows to Casper. As we speak right now, he's downstairs watching Tom and Jerry, um, which Jamie had. Like, Jamie's got a ton of these boxes. She has Animaniacs and stuff like that. Oh. So I know we'll get on that. <laughs> But James Bond Jr., we're going to talk about Pinky the Brain and Darkwing Duck. And we haven't even talked about this episode. (laughs) I told you I'd pad this episode. (laughs) Um, So 
we're going back to the beginning with episode one called The Beginning. And just watch me fly through this. So we get introduced with a car chase, uh, which this I, – I, I was optimistic when I saw this because it felt like Thunderball. You know, we had the car, the Aston Martin with the shield coming up from Thunderball and uh, Goldfinger at the back. Uh, we had laser cannons being shot out of motorcycles, again, like Thunderball. Uh, we had the car jumping over a flatbed trailer with hay. Like, danger, kids. <laughs> what if he crashes into that giant soft pile of hay? <laughs> Um, and then, uh, we have, I guess this guy's scum Lord is his name, which I read, I read, this is apparently a thing that's even like written online. There are theories that this is actually Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Like there are people who we talk about nobody watching 65 episodes. Apparently there are, because this, there are theories that this is actually Blofeld just posing as scum Lord, uh, but he's got a dog and not a cat. And uh, he he has the line goodbye young Bond, uh, and um, James Bond Pitch, Jr. Missed car flight. <laughs> one line is like, I get it. That's a James Bond thing, but like this is just like the worst possible one line. You should, even somebody like you who dislikes Timothy Dalton would surely even say that Timothy Dalton Bond movies are more watchable than this. Yes. <laughs> Die Another Day is more watchable than this, surely. By the way, I do have uh, – I'll mention it uh, right now while I can. Um, Rossi, uh, who, of course, is the regular co-host on this, has started re-watching all the James Bond movies oh, in you, order. And he uh, he's ranking them, and he basically messaged me um, – patting the episode more uh, – <laughs> He says, it's amazing how different his rankings are compared to yours. <laughs> and then we basically had an exchange of conversation where I tried to get his rankings out of him, uh, where I put, you know, what are yours so far? And he goes, like, what movie am I up to? I'm like, yes. And how have you ranked them? I'm ranking them as I go, and it's my favorite to least favorite. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> but I mean, what are your rankings of the ones you've seen so far? So let me run through Rossi's rankings of the first 19. This does not include Die oh, Another wow, Day. 19. He's really flying through them. Yeah. Um, so he's got Octopussy as his number one. What? A View to a Kill. Hang on, a hang on, hang on. Octopussy two. is number one? No one has Octopussy at number one. You'll, you'll see a trend in his top five No here. one has Octopussy. What is wrong with him? Keep, keep listening. This is, here's the trend. Octopussy is number one. A View to a Kill, number two. You Only Live Twice, number three. For Your Eyes Only, number four. Moonraker, number five. Ah. The Living, Living Daylight, six. Tomorrow Never Dies, 7. On a Majestica Service, 8. From Russia With Love, 9. The Man With the Golden Gun, 10. The Spy Who Loved Me, 11. GoldenEye, 12. License to Kill, 13. Thunderball, 14. Never Say Never Again, 15. <laughs> Live Let Die, 16. Diamonds Are Forever, 17. And his bottom two, Dr. No at 18. And bottom, Goldfinger. Okay. Can we just point out he's got Never Say Never Again ahead of Goldfinger? Like, you can never and say, Doctor no. you can never say my rankings of Die Another Day is bad. Like, that is atrocious. <laughs> I, I, I then responded to him and said, well, good job for putting Diamonds Are Forever low, but Never <laughs> Say Never Again higher than Doctor No and Goldfinger, which actually autocorrected to Fourfinger, uh, <laughs> or pretty much anything. He replied, no, Goldfinger is dead on. 
He said, I'd be willing to reconsider Dr. No, and I put, if Goldfinger is your bottom, I think you would be disagreeing with 99 to 100% of Bond fans. If Die Another Day doesn't end up lower, you are dead to me. Wow. Uh, just, just quickly, while you mentioned Die Another Day, uh, for our 007 listeners, I'll just play this. And for our um, oh, Oz Network oh. listeners, you just heard an awkward silence, which you won't get if you listen to Double <laughs> Sim. Um, I, one thing actually, and I was going to talking to you this on air now because we're padding this out people we're padding this out um <laughs> i actually just did uh i i ranked my top 50 tv shows of all time and top 50 movies of all time and i actually think that might be a good idea that maybe in the future you and i might be able to do sort of a podcast yeah. uh, and kind of do that because i think that would be a, a fun episode to do um but only two james bond movies made my top 50 and mm. two of them i think actually made the top 10 funnily enough uh, because it's actually really tricky as as James Bond fans to try and put that up with other films. So I think if we ever did that episode, which we, we should, uh, that would just be very intriguing to see how our fandom of James Bond sort of influences our overall 50 movies all the time. Because a similar thing to I found with Star Wars, um, that kind of you love the, the franchise as a whole and you would probably, I would arguably maybe rank James Bond as my favourite franchise of all movie franchises. It would be that of Star Wars. Um so, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So I just thought I'd randomly bring that up as a subtle tease for what we should do in the future on the Oz Network. And if you're listening on 007, listen to the Oz Network. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm definitely up for that. Uh, I always try to make my problem is, I mean, Star Wars is above and beyond everything for me. And when I often make those lists, I'm like, okay, so the top 10 spots are the t- it's all Star Wars movies right now. Except uh, for the last Jedi. I mean, not all of them. Except for the last Jedi, <laughs> so maybe nine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you're reserving a yeah, spot I, for episode I mean, nine you're just you're letting it sit there that's right empty <laughs> hopefully uh if i were to do that i would probably limit like one per franchise for mm. for myself uh but it would be the same because i i i think part of it is that you look at the james bond series as a whole mm, mm-hmm. and it is very tough to say well you know five james bond movies are among the top 50 movies of all time it may be one or two but when you look at all the series you know obviously nothing can compare to it and i think uh, you yeah. know kind of like your top 50 james bond junior episodes um <laughs> at least a couple of those are probably on your top 50 of all time right uh absolutely uh i think 49 made my top 50 and then third watch just yeah. snuck in at 50 so uh <laughs> just made it uh so Quickly running through everything that happens in this episode, the car goes off a cliff, and a propeller comes out of the front of the car, uh, and the car flies. Uh, so Scumlord uh, does the most sinister villain thing you can do. He steps on his hat, and his dog <laughs> proceeds to eat the hat. <laughs> that's that's Blofeld right there. Uh and then we get the cheesy James Bond Jr. theme song, which goes something like James Bond Jr. He chases scum around the world. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond Jr. Didn't quite make my top 100 songs of all time list. It was 101 oh. that made it. I, it. It was one spot ahead of Die Another Day. It was. On it was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for you as well, yes. <laughs> Still a better theme song uh, than um, an all-time high, though, so. Yes, which right now our 007 listeners can hear with fart effects. Oh, how how funny. I love it. (laughs) And if you're on the Oz Network, you're missing out. Download 007. (laughs) 
We're such great advertisers. We're doing a good job. We are. Yes. Yeah, actually, this is just a commercial for Double R Seven right now for the Oz Network. And speaking of commercials, uh, so- how great is the qualifying lap? <laughs> now there's a show that needs promotion. It does. We haven't recorded an episode in about twelve months, so if you want your Formula One news twelve months old, download the qualifying lap. Uh, did I ever tell you when we used to record amazing race episodes every week um, with me and Noah and Rossi and everybody that uh, we would constantly not only plug the qualifying lap, but we would tell people to send in their amazing race questions to the qualifying lap at hotmail.com. And you know, I haven't checked that email account in about 10 years. So probably if I logged into it right now, there's all these questions like, why won't you answer me? This is who I think will win the amazing race. (laughs) Um, Which won't be a Survivor team, so by the theme way. Song. Jesus Christ, can they pick their game up? <laughs> uh, theme song, and then we get introduced to the, the school that is not a spy school. What's it called? Hogwarts. Do you know the name of school? Hogwarts Academy here. Uh, Xavier School Academy. for Gifted Children. <laughs> yes. This is where Mallory and I are getting married. This is filmed at Hatley Castle, everyone. <laughs> Even you can add James Bond Jr. now to your invitations. James Bond Jr. <laughs> uh, we get introduced to all the characters here, which includes no less than fifty students that take up half of the episode. Just into, oh, this is Boothroyd. They call me IQ. Here over here is Tracy Milbanks. Oh, you're the daughter of the the dean. Oh, and this is her friend, whatever her name is. I, I'm not joking. I swear half of this episode was just, here's this character and here's this character. Like, I, I don't need to know all these people, especially since none of them are important except for Stevie Snootwater. <laughs> oh, not a, what about that poor old Gordo Lighter? Like, I mean, he sounds like, should be Australian. Gordo, mate. There you go. <laughs> you know what the most insulting thing is here is that they identify that Felix Leiter works for his uncle, James Bond. <laughs> like, the CIA work for James Bond. <laughs> like his butler. <laughs> I knew it. That was that theory all along. It's finally confirmed. You know, in Bond 25, we're going to have that. <laughs> Felix Slider is just, he's going to hate his fruit. It's like, oh, that fruit that I hate. Here it is for you, James. <laughs> uh, we also get introduced to uh, the Mr. Milbanks, who is the dean here or whatever. And then Mitchell, who used to work for the FBI, and now is a gym teacher. <laughs> like, what did he do? Why did he deserve this? I mean, did he shoot somebody that he shouldn't have shot? You it know? was the 90s. You, back then, you know, he got arrested for shooting. Oh, your punishment, you're a gym teacher. Like, he failed six back-to-back drug tests, and the only job he could get is a gym teacher now. This is what happened to Mitchell. And why is Mitchell a thing on this show? Do we need Mitchell? Why is this show the gym a thing teacher? in general? I mean, why does it's Felix Leiter's kid- nephew have to surf downstairs on a lunch tray? Why are all these girls so horny for James Bond Jr.? Like, I get it, but even the girls in the James Bond movies aren't like, ow, 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 bend me over. <laughs> And like Gordo, like Gordo, and he's just the biggest meathead in a mullet ever. Jamie's like, why does that guy have a mullet? Like it was 1991. It's a blonde. Why one doesn't too. he have a mullet? Still better than a man. And bun, here's the best. Still. Uh, <laughs> very true. Uh, here's the best part. Um, IQ 
produces, I don't know, a dozen gadgets in this episode that all basically help him make omelets. Because we have the fast boiling egg thing, followed by the laser shooter that I think is supposed to shoot down an apple. And Jamie looks at this, she goes, did he just shoot a bell pepper off a tree? (laughs) Because this is the worst animated apple ever. I'm like, they're making omelets. (laughs) So the girls are horny and the boys are hungry. It's uh, pretty much, you know. It's 1991. Exactly. <laughs> it's everybody's teen years in the 90s. Yeah. Um, uh, let's just, after all the character introductions here, let's just quickly get into what the plot is of the episode, and then we'll wrap it up after that. Uh, 56 characters get introduced, <laughs> and then Scumlord is reintroduced uh, with Jaws, who has put on about 300 pounds <laughs> since we last saw him. <laughs> and... Uh, there's some fun characters, which um, is there? I'll see uh, next time you're talking. Uh, if I can Google it, because there's a page that shows all the different characters. And this is another one of these weird 90s things where they'll make a animated series that's based off of a movie. But they'll go out of their way to change the looks of the characters so they look and sound nothing alike. The original ones. Mm. Uh, when, when you go through all the characters that this show has, I mean, eventually they'll bring some real ones in. Other than Jaws, like Knickknack becomes an important part of the show, looks nothing like Knickknack. Odd Job becomes an important part of the show, looks nothing like Odd Job. And then Goldfinger's brought in. I swear, he looks exactly like the Goldfinger from the movies. <laughs> and I don't know why they felt the need to change these characters and especially make Jaws like 300 pounds. But uh, I don't know. Anything you want to add on uh, Gordo Lighter's mullet or uh, <laughs> your best recipe for a bell pepper well, omelet? I want to know why not only is Jaws put on a lot of weight, like his, his jaws are now like a silver like jawline like it's kind of he's gone just having metallic teeth to having this and i mean he says like three things in both james bond films he's in you know but now he's just like turning into dumbo henchman number 13 and again i get it that's how you know these shows were uh, we all watched these shows where that was kind of just the, the thing of what they did. But, um, yeah, and, like, what what is the whole plan here? I know I'm probably jumping ahead, but Scum wants to steal his car because there's a, a glitch in his car that can take over all of the world's computers. But, but basically, okay, so- this is how Goldeneye came about. They copied the James Bond Jr. Yeah. episode. Well, no, that's funny because they actually – they identify it as an electromagnetic pulse. Mm. Um, but then he basically says, this is going to wipe out all data chips around the world. <laughs> as far as I know, an EMP, isn't that just going to shut down electronics? Like, if that's not going to wipe your hard drive on your computer because an EMP went off. Well, it was 1991. Computers were a little bit uh, simpler back then. <laughs> Sophomoric. <laughs> So, but I mean, I mean, did you know they look at this for Goldeneye and go, "Hang on a minute, that great James Bond Jr. Yeah. episode, like, holy crap, let's make this the main plotline." Um, then they they replaced Gordo what? with Boris. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good comparison, I think. Uh, but I like, <laughs> I don't really know what there is because like it just basically turns into. Ferris Bueller's day off from here and in. Like, he just <laughs> sneaks out from school, basically. Um, and then there's just weird quips about flight attendants not being attractive. <laughs> now, uh, I, I sent you a page. Yeah. 
Keisha's omelets. This is the podcast of James Bond egg recipes. I know, like it's it really always turns into egg based dishes on this show, doesn't it? <laughs> um, if you scan through the page I sent you, uh, you can see all the different villains. Uh, and the ones that you'll identify, Knickknack, uh, when you look at him, he basically looks like if Count Dracula were crossed with a gorilla. <laughs> I can see it, yes. <laughs> Dr. Derange, Skullcap. Uh, oh yeah, Goldfinger looks look the at same. Odd, okay, look at Oddjob. He's got like Bebop sunglasses from Ninja Turtles, gold chains, a Hitler mustache, and he's got, he's like... I don't even call it a mohawk. He's got, like, the sides of his head shaved off into a decorative shape. Why does Dr. Uh, no look like the Green Goblin from Spider-Man? And yeah, <laughs> the Green Goblin with a Fu Manchu mustache and horns. I- I'm more intrigued also about Goldie Finger, Goldfinger's yeah. spoiled and equally crooked daughter who shares her father's love of gold and ruthlessness in attempting to get it, though occasionally teaming up with Daddy, she tends to prefer working with Barbarella. Uh, what? Oh, Snuffer! Jeff Probst is in this show. <laughs> I was about to bring up Snuffer. <laughs> the Worm! <laughs> Can we come back no. in a couple of months and just do the episode on the Snuffer? <laughs> well, hang on a minute. There's actually obviously a bit of a crossover in the final ever episode uh, with the MCU, Thor's Thunder. Uh, <laughs> episode 65. Because it basically explains that Jaws and Thor just went on a drinking binge, which I both gained significant weight. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. There's also the long-awaited sequel to Live and Let Die called Live and Let's Dance. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> oh, there's some great titles in here. Um, uh, the uh, <laughs> Quantum <laughs> Diamonds. There we go. Rubies Aren't Forever. <laughs> Never Give a Villain uh, a Fair Shake. That sounds a bit inappropriate. Uh, Dance of the Toreadors. <laughs> There's a Bond title. Barbella's Pompeii's Big Attraction. Ooh. I, I like Pompeian Circumstance. Scum that was pretty good. Oh. on the water. <laughs> <laughs> dun, like, dun. They have all these titles in the first just the beginning. <laughs> Danger Train. Now, oh, if that's not no Bond what? 25, Danger Train. <laughs> all right. Um, there is... A James Bond Jr. episode that we're going to have to cover at some point in the future uh, because I found it's called Plunder Down Under. Uh, <laughs> no, this one's finally James Bond goes to Australia. Is it, is it literally in Australia, though? Uh, let's see if we could find a plot synopsis here. <laughs> um, you have anything else you want to say? <laughs> First half of this episode is uh, like cool. That? They're chasing each other. There's like fights and shit. Um, <laughs> if that is in Australia, I want to watch it. All right, we'll move back next week with Plunder Down. Oh. Anyways, let's wrap up this episode here. So no, it's not. The it's, EMP... it's, hang on a minute. To interrupt you, it's not because they go on. They're missing off the ship of, of the coast of Greece. So it's about scuba diving. Ah, oh. 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 ripped off. Well, we tried, people. <laughs> oh, what a shame! We don't have to come and do another episode. Um. So, anyways, the EMP is supposed to erase all data, <laughs> uh, and their plan is: we need James Bond Junior's car because. Um, well, that's the only EMP they could find. But, of course, it needs to be delivered by James Bond Jr. himself. Ah, <laughs> evil laugh. <laughs> um, so, 
James Bond Jr. has been confined because he showed up late to school, so he's stuck on school grounds. Um, but they kidnap Tracy Milbanks no, and no, take his car. Tracy Milbanks. Uh, well, no, he gets a package. That's what it was. <laughs> so here's the convoluted plan of Jaws. Uh, you could just go into the parking lot and hotwire his car, <laughs> which is exactly what you do. But instead, you need to lure him away from the school that he's not allowed to leave anyways. <laughs> so his car is unattended. So you mail a package for him to pick him up at the post office. And when he's at the post office, maybe like 50 feet from you, then you steal the car from that parking lot. Because <laughs> you couldn't have done it from the first one. You needed to make him drive first. Uh, so Tracy's kidnapped. She's stuck in the, the trunk of the car, just like Mary Goodnight. There's a nice throwback there. <laughs> and uh, eventually James Bond Jr. chases him. Uh, IQ gives him a rocket and a saw on his wristwatch. Because how else are you going to cut the other vegetables? How does a missile fit in that watch? Like, how does a missile fit? Like, come on now. (laughs) Apple haven't even done that yet. (laughs) Well, they've tested it. uh, The eye missile. Yeah, the eye missile, yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we get the uh, Yakola comment here, which everybody loves. (laughs) Iconic James Bond Uh, Jr. catchphrase, Yakola. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so eventually they end up on a plane Uh, James Bond's locked in the trunk as well he uses his laser watch to break out of the trunk Uh, I don't know where he put his keys because apparently he doesn't have them and neither does Jaws and then he can't activate the flight conversion so they could dive out of the airplane Um, uh, Jaws tries to get into the car so he lifts it off the ground and he bites the bumper he bites a piece off of the bumper the car gets thrown into reverse or something like that, and the bumper gives Jaws a nut shot. <laughs> so Jaws is hitting the balls. They eventually dive out of the plane with one parachute. Uh, Jaws falls out of the plane and crashes into a barn. And when James Bond Jr. is eventually back at the school, Stevie Snootwater <laughs> tries to get in trouble. So <laughs> CD Suitwater brings the dean says, See, James Bond's not in his room. And he's like, Oh, I've just been having so much fun studying. Like, for this, you get detention, Stevie Snootwater. <laughs> uh, Classic Stevie Snootwater. <laughs> <laughs> Always and in then, trouble. Oh, little rough again. And then uh, eventually they give him, uh, they try to piece together his new car, or they're going to take forever to piece together his new car because the Aston Martin's been destroyed. So they give him a new red car, courtesy of 007. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we get the great 90s catchphrase. Everybody's checking out his car. Radical wheels, my man. <laughs> From Gordo Lightyear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's it. James Bond Jr., the beginning. Ben, take it away. <sighs> Um, <laughs> it's really nothing to say. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, we're not just being dicks here and like trying to. It's like there's nothing really to talk about. It's just you've summed it all up, and I don't really have anything else to add to it. It's just odd job. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they go, they go to so much effort to steal a car in a plane, and then just yeah. and, and what's with the dog? The dog is odd. Like, literally, like, I mean... It, it, it eats hats. That's what's with it. It does. And it's like... Who is the person who voices the dog? Is this, like, <laughs> South Park, where they used to just get, like, A-list celebrities on the show just to voice a dog? Like, when George Clooney just went, bark, bark! Um, 
Let's find out. Keep and, talking. And, and I, I love how, like, when Jay's, he's, like, jumping out of the plane, like, we've only got one parachute. Oh, it will, you know, just happens to work for two people. I wanted parachutes for the both of us. Whoops. Not anymore. I, <laughs> I was thinking that in the episode. So much of this has influenced future James Bond movies, like the Laser Watch, you know, Goldeneye again. Uh-huh. Um, like, there's just so much going on with this. Um, I I feel like they need to have like a line, or was there a line? Maybe I just don't remember it. You know, I don't know if you've watched Captain Planet, but you know, you'll pay for this, Captain Planet. <laughs> like you know that cheesy line at the end, like I'll get you again, Inspector Gadget. Um, like we needed, <laughs> we needed that with like scum. I'll get you again, James Bond Jr. Or <laughs> would have gotten away with it, see, if they had those meddling James Bond Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. Like, I, I feel like I miss the, the days of the word radical being influencing <laughs> pop culture because we could just say how radical things were. What, what a great word. Um. So are we going to bin this episode? Yes. <laughs> All right. We're binning it. Um, but like, I, feel, the... I feel the one thing I'll say, though, is like, yeah, it's a bad episode, whatever, but like this isn't like the emoji movie or Dirty Dancing where it's like it's just shit. Like, it's shit, but... I feel it's something that hasn't aged well and that yeah. it's just they've attempted something different and it just doesn't hold up. And I think watching the if we were four year old and hosting a podcast, um, <laughs> it would be different. But like it's just it's it has not aged well at all. And I am just stranged out. That's a phrase apparently. How they stranged made out. how they made sixty five <laughs> episodes of this. Uh, so let's quickly go to this article I found. Somebody wrote a great article on, says, this is Nathan Rabin, uh, from the dissolve.com. And he wrote, James Bond Jr. is the most off model of off model bonds. Uh, a lot of it's just criticizing James Bond. Now, I think the idea here is that James Bond Jr. got his name in the show, got his name as in from whoever his brother's name, let's say his brother's name is. Ernst, okay? Um, <laughs> Ernst says, I'm going to name you after my brother James. That wouldn't make him James Bond Jr. Yeah, true. Uh, so this person goes on to basically rant about how James Bond Jr. means that his brother's name is also James Bond. So um, uh, first thing he writes here, uh, James Bond Jr. is the nephew of James Bond and the son of James Bond's brother, who somewhat confusingly is also named James Bond. Apparently, due to a shortage of some kind, there simply weren't enough new names to go around, so everyone in the Bond family was stuck with James. It's not unlike George Foreman naming all his kids George Foreman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, what else do we have here? There was a... Oh, yeah, here. here. Okay, so all the parts talk about James Bond's dad is what I love here. So he puts, The show never does articulate what James Bond Jr.'s dad, James Bond Sr., does. So I like to think he's a line cook at one of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville franchises in New Orleans. (laughs) I imagine he's a humble guy who, when asked about his famous heritage, demurs that saving the world might be fine for his brother and his son, but he's content just to make mango margaritas and serve up cheeseburgers in paradise for drunk tourists. (laughs) Uh... And then he wraps it up by uh, reviewing this episode and saying the first episode of James Bond Jr. is so shameless that when James Bond Jr.'s flying Aston Martin is destroyed, his famous uncle, James Bond 007, sends him an equally snazzy car as a replacement. 
Although, again, he's never seen. I'd also like to think that James Bond Sr. did this part as well, congratulating his overachieving son on another successful mission by sending him a $50 gift certificate for any Margaritaville anywhere in the world. <laughs> it's really the least he can do. <laughs> so, uh, credit to Nathan Rabin. Uh, he made my best laughs at James Bond Jr. for the day. He's then your favorite uh, critic. Sorry, Peter Travers. Yeah, that's right. Peter Travers, you've been replaced. Uh, anyways, so uh, we're bidding this episode. Uh, and can we explain? We can we explain to our double seven listeners what that means? Oh, we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bin is bad. You throw something in the bin, it's shit. That's what happens. At the end. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I will say, uh, still better than die another day. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, talk about what's coming next on both podcasts, which, again, Oz Network listeners, you can listen to Double Oz 7 at least once a year. (laughs) (laughs) Although this is our second episode almost in a month, so we're doing pretty good. Jesus. Uh, And we promise we'll have another one soon, too. Uh, So what's next up for Double Oz 7? Now, we had a commentary. We were going to wait on Noah to do it. I feel like we should just do the commentary, and then Noah can... Do his in post production. For... I honestly <laughs> think we should too. I think uh, we love you, Noah. Yeah. You're great, but again, you're being James Bond in Korea, and we can't wait for you anymore because both our listeners yes, exactly. are so desperate to hear our commentary of Diamonds Are Forever. So <laughs> I think we just need to find a time and, and just do it. Let's just set a deadline that one month from today you will hear the Diamonds Are Forever commentary. Done. It's an easy episode to do. Yes. There we go. Uh, and listeners of the Oz Network, um, what we have coming up next. Uh, on our random rewatches. Now, I vaguely mentioned at the beginning of this episode, but Jamie and I did have twins in the last week. And as you can hear, maybe one or two of them crying in the background, or it could be our toddler as well. Oh, Jamie. Uh, I'm the father of the year because, or Jamie, I'm the father and husband of the year because I'm recording back to back episodes of Double Oz 7 and the Oz Network. Uh, but I'm a little busy. We do have, we uh, teased at the end of our last one that we we're going to be doing back to back episodes of the classic Twilight Zone series, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, and then the new 2019 terrible remake of the Twilight Zone show where they did uh, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. So those will be coming. We may just have to wait an extra week, but we'll see. Uh, if you don't hear it by this time next week, it'll be after that. Double uh, Oz 7 coming back and Oz Network coming back and other stuff coming up on the Oz Network. Ben, uh, what do we have a next month? Or are we taking a break from movie recaps? Well, our movie recaps are still kind of in purgatory at the moment. Our our Disney sort of live action one begins sort of throughout June and into July. So that's kind of on hold. But I, I think our, our movie, like our actual reviews are kind of coming along pretty well. It's, uh, we mentioned uh, recently in our Detective Pikachu one that, uh, you know, this, it's busy actually a few weeks, I think, because... Uh, you know, through like Aladdin, Rocket Man, you've obviously you know had John Wick. Uh, I guess at the time of this being released, you would have released that, um, and uh, Godzilla. So there's there's a few coming out. Men in Black International is one that I'll be seeing as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a few that are coming in before our our recap month. But we're amping it up at the end of the year. I think we're saving the the big guns for for Terminator and Star Wars uh, coming towards the yeah. end of the year, which we've already started recording. We are about to start recording. It as we, we are. Speak. Yes. All right, so uh, let's move on to Terminator, which you'll hear in a couple months. Uh, sorry to get you excited too early. And let's start right now. Welcome, uh, everyone, it- to the Terminator 3 recap. Featuring more Rene Russo. <laughs> you'll get that joke in a couple months, people. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if you are listeners to Double Oz 7, 
Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. And if you're listeners to the Oz Network, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. And if you don't listen to the other show, make sure to subscribe to Oz Network or Double Oz Seven on <laughs> Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher. I'm all mixed up now. <laughs> just like our other shows because just we put double the amount of work. <laughs> just, just come on, we're funny, okay? <laughs> do it already. Um, we'll be back soon on both shows. Thank you for this crossover. My name is Snootwater, Colin Snootwater. And my name is Ben Lord, and Radical Podcast, my man! Good evening, Mr. Flight. Goodbye, young Bond. Sunday drivers. Out of my world. Horace Boothroyd, actually, but my friends call me IQ. Radical wheels, my man. Ugh, sounds yakola.